0: Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. All right, uh, this is Salmon here. That's Salmon Like the Fish. I'm here with Paul Hart today very blessed to be able to have this conversation with Paul, good friend of mine. For us, I think it's really a big passion to help other people. Like we've been helped along our lives. Uh, we've, we've come in contact with people whose conversations uh, just changed our lives forever. And so I really do believe that once you know better, you do better. And I'm really, really hyped over this topic. But uh, for some reason, you know, growing up, I've always heard the story of David and Goliath. Uh, but for some reason, it's come really alive in my life recently, not to be a Super hardcore Bible study, thing like that, but just to take principles from this story and to apply it to our lives. So uh, the title for today, for this podcast, will be "I Still Have Four More Stones," A.K.A. You Don't Want This Smoke. (laughs) Right. So I want to take the time to uh, welcome Paul. Tell me a little bit about yourself for the listeners today.
1: Thank you so much, Sal. Um, You know, when Sal was telling me that we're going to kind of get together and and, and, uh, do this series, this show, this podcast. I was really excited, um, and let me just tell you a little couple things about me. Again, I'm Pastor Pastor Paul Hart. Uh, I've been a pastor now for about two years, uh, also a, um, a licensed chaplain. But uh, you know, I say that, and I and you know, it's so funny. Um, just yesterday, I had a conversation with another pastor, and I was telling him, I said, you know what, I'm a pastor, but I don't always tell people that, because I like to get people, I like people to know me who who, who I really am, and I'm just, uh, sometimes you tell people that you're a pastor, and um, they don't always, uh, they always kind of change a little bit on you, but... uh I'm looking forward to doing this, this topic on David and Goliath. And I want to say this. When you kind of told me that we were going to be doing a David and Goliath, I was like, ah, I don't know where we're going with this <laughs> whole thing. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to going. And then this morning I got up. This was interesting. This was a confirmation. I got up this morning and uh, I turned on Joel Olsen. And he was doing a series on David and Goliath. And I said, wow, you know, me and Sal are going to be talking about that later. So it's mm. pretty cool. But anyway,
0: um um,
1: that's it. That's about it.
0: I got to tell you, that, that man, <laughs> there's something he said that changed my life. I know this is a little bit of a detour from our topic for today, but uh, you know, he said this thing uh, uh, about how we didn't come from our parents, we came through our parents, Amen. and that uh, from, uh, from before the beginning of the world, uh, he had us in mind so that, that for some I mean I, I'll probably go up into that in another whole podcast but uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to hear that message this morning and for sure definitely a confirmation uh, and just to kind of share briefly about why I wanted to kind of talk about this in particular was because I really felt for most of my life I wasn't being my true self okay and, and I think a lot of it was because as a as a kid you know you know my my past isn't very awesome you know uh, so I think Something about uh, my past, you know, causes me to want people to like me, want people <laughs> to accept me. So I don't ever want to step on people's toes. I'm super nice to everybody. I want to be liked. It's my mission to make the people that I think dislike me right. love me. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, and so, but that's to my own fault. Because at times, what ends up happening is I end up getting upset with myself because I get taken advantage of, or, or, or someone has crossed a boundary in me, and I don't react. You know. I got that. So for me. Um, this whole David and Goliath story, I felt like David in this like meekness and having to face this giant, but the really, the giant was in myself, you know? Amen. And uh, and having the courage to be able to face this in my life was was just a a huge awakening for me. So uh, it's called, I still have four more stones because why did David have five stones But he only needed one to kill goliath right Mm, you know so that that was really deep to me and um i had it heard. i had heard it that uh the reason why he had five stones in total was because goliath supposedly had four more uh, four sons and they also might be giants so just in case they came around he was ready for them so he knew the battle was going to come so just in case he had those stones in his pocket ready to go right but i think he might have another uh, uh, you know, it's
1: interesting. You said that he had. I think before before you even realized that he had he had five stones. But I think the significant thing was is to realize that he had five stones. But he was going into a battle with a giant as a meek person. Now I want to go back. I want to back up because you said there was a time in your life where you felt like a little like David. Like there was this there was this part in your life where you were kind of like a people pleaser. Mm. And what's really interesting about that is we all, like, we, when you're not standing strong in your spot, you spend a lot of time trying to please other people. That's right. Amen? That's right. And God says, see, when you're walking in obedience, when you're a obedient person, then you don't need to sacrifice who you are. Mm. When you are walking with who you are. So sometimes we spend a lot of time, but what was awesome uh, uh, about this David... Was a meek person, but his meekness wasn't his weakness. Mm. We talked about that. Yes, right, right, right,
0: right, right. Right?
1: Him being meek didn't mean he was weak. He was he was walking up and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna. I'm I'm getting ready to fight this giant." And and don't forget, there were people who 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 said, "Look, who's this guy David?" Mm. What this little weak guy. How many times in our life, man, have people doubted us? Mm. Let's talk about people who doubted us. Let's talk mm. about the people who thought you were weak. Mm. You know what I mean? So before we even talk about the four stones, we had to talk about David was was meek, but he was strong in his spot. Mm. And there's something about that that's so 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 strong. But I want to get to that part. You said that he had the four stones, but what was really interesting was that the stones. There were four stones left, but the fact of the matter is the stones were always there. Mm. And my point is, as you go into battle, when you're equipped, that you already equipped, whoever's got a battle right now, mm. whoever's walking into a battle, that whatever you need, it's already there.
0: Right. Like as right.
1: David is walking to fight his battle, he's reaching down to grab stones, which in our life, The things we need are already there. Mm. The three, the four, the five things, we just have to sit down and find them. So David was going into battle and he found those five stones, but it wasn't like he had to go and look for them. Mm. They were there as he started walking toward the battle. So as we walk toward the battle, as we enter our fear, as we face
0: the fear, Mm. the things we need will be there. Those five stones were there. And what's interesting is that fear had to be there to begin with. Right? It yes. had to be there. I mean, this this person was out there training in the fields all the time. I mean, he was basically protecting these sheep from wolves, Exactly. Right? Exactly. The whole exactly. time, you know. So, I mean, he has this job where he's just a sheep herder, right? right. His his brothers would make fun of him. He was this weak one. Uh, his father would say, "Oh, bring your bring your uh your your, uh, your brother some food to the battle because they're they're going to be fighting." Right. You know. He just had this like uh, menial work, but You know, it's funny, I've seen movies where uh, David is uh, training, you know, as he's uh, kind of taking a break from herding sheep, he's sitting there practicing with his slingshot, you know? Right. Uh, So he's kind of in the wilderness, all alone, no one to encourage him, no one to support him, and that uh, he only had one source, and that was from above. He didn't have... He didn't have people giving him the attaboys and the pats on the back, yes. which is what I'm yes. obsessed with. Yes, I love the pat on the back. I love the great job. You know, I need to know. I need to be confirmed. But uh, what I see is that in his story, he wasn't confirmed by anybody Amen. except yes. for this Samuel yes. guy. Right. Yeah, right?
1: You see, you just said something. You said, listen, man, especially as men, we all need to get pat on the back. Mm. You know, we need that, man. We're men. And, and we a lot of times we look for it from our wives. Mm. We, we look for that. But sometimes when you don't get that power in the back, you've got to be able to
0: encourage yourself. That's right. And not be resentful. Yes. For not getting the encouragement. Yes. Even from your wife, That's your best right. friends, yes, you know. Yes, brother, yes. That's so funny because my, my wife and I were just talking today and she had said this out loud. Uh, I don't think there's enough validation that you can give me I can't seek that from you i got to seek it from elsewhere i got to seek it from above right. and i'm like well thank god because i mean i can only do so much you right. know i mean right. I, I do the best i can but i right. can't you know you and i we can't fill the cups of everyone else around us that's right you know that's and right. it's and it's so easy to get kind of caught up in that and then be concerned that someone's gonna not love us because we're not filling their cup enough exactly but you can't fill your cup if your cup is not full itself mm, right that's right that's and so right. i mean i'm really big on on the whole self-care thing you know yes. like taking care of ourselves you know Creating the proper boundaries, you know, exercising, eating right, you know, getting right, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, all of it. Uh, your relationships, cutting out the people that aren't supposed to be there. Because if these, none of, if your cup is not full, something is in a deficit in that self-care arena. No?
1: You you know, you bring up something really good. We, we You and I have been talking about, so 2020, when 2020 came, I started off 2020 with a Bible and a big book. Mm. And I said, God, I want to kind of be obedient to your word. I want to be obedient to you this year. But not only spiritually, but physically, mm. mentally, emotionally. So I wanted to make it simple though. I don't I don't want to I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. So what I've been doing is practicing just keeping my side of the street clean. That's it. I get up in the morning and I say, I get up, I want to do my prayer thing, I want to have my schedule done. Did I offend anybody yesterday? Mm. Uh, I want to make sure my wife's okay, But I simply want to keep my side of the street clean. Mm. Uh, I don't want to hurt nobody. But I want to get my things done for me. Mm. And and what I'd like, I want my wife to be on board with me. But Mm. sometimes when she's not on board, Sometimes it may mean that I may have to do my thing and mm. let her do her thing, and we'll meet up on another side of the corner mm. tomorrow. Mm. You know I mean? So that's just for yeah. me. That's my self care.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, you know, so I don't know. You know how that looks for you? Yeah, no, I think it's all individualized. You right. know, my wife uh, a couple of weeks ago she said, "Can I have some time for do my self care stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, cool." So I watched the kids for four hours by myself, you know, without her, which is a stress to her because she likes to kind of Hawkeye everything, you know. And I saw her in the bedroom peeking out the window for a few minutes. I had to call her and say, hey, get, get your crazy, get, get into the house, don't, right. don't look over here, you know. Right. Uh, so after that four hour period, I say, what'd you do with that four hours? She said, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I organized my closet. Right. I'm like, that was self-care time. Like, you should have been taking a nap, doing yoga, praying, uh, something for yourself, like watching a movie. And she's like, don't tell me how to spend my self-care time. Mm. She said, for me, that was therapeutic. Amen. You know, now that I see that closet, it does something to my spirit. I feel a relief. I'm like, oh, wow. So we coined this term and you heard it here first on this podcast. It's called (laughs) productive self-care. Wow. Yeah. You ever have a to-do list and you start checking things off and you feel like your spirit get lighter with everything you check off? Like that's like productivity-based self-care, you know? Right. So, um, no, but what's interesting is 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 this thing in marriage, you know? Because sometimes, you know, we talk about David and Goliath. Sometimes <laughs> in your marriage, it might seem like you're facing a, a giant, right? Amen. And yeah. it's not even so much that the that your spouse is the giant, but the idea of marriage is a giant a giant in itself. I mean, yes, you look at marriage today. I mean, back in the day, it was like a crazy thing to hear that the divorce rate was getting towards the fifty percent. Right. Now, it's like kind of standard. If you hear someone's married five, 10 years, it's kind of a big deal. You congratulate them now, right. you know? That's right. So, I mean, not that the the spouse is the Goliath, but just the relationship and trying to kind of put down our pride, you know? Especially as men, we get stuck in this space where, you know, we're taught to lead, but how do you lead? Is leading being this like macho, you do this when I say, or is leading kind of, really kind of helping your wife to develop to be the best person that she's supposed to be and or your children so it's really you know something you said last week was this whole idea uh, of um, punk versus pastor right and uh, I know this is something that I've been struggling with in my marriage as well is is like you know now that I had this kind of sort of awakening and I feel like a responsibility to lead my family in this 2020 time, right, when when saying that could almost be offensive, you right. know, to, to the population, right. uh, that that you want to lead your family as a man, that's like...
1: Well, well, well I, I want to say this, you know, leading your family as a man, you know, um, it's unfortunate because when you see the typical household right now mm. doesn't have a lot of leaders and a lot of men, so I don't know about you, but my, my I didn't grow up with my dad, mm. so being a leader, being a father, being a husband, was something that I kind of I had to learn mm. and uh, I can only speak from my relationship. Sometimes, man, leading means just doing what I have to do and keeping forward. Sometimes it means leading by example. Mm. For me, mm. um, I found that you know, sometimes my wife, you know, she ain't really big on me telling her what to do. Mm. So I let her do what she has to do my wife sometimes um you know i have to be very careful how i say things my wife um, was put there also to help me so i got to be very careful that when i'm leading her i'm not trying to, i'm not telling her what to do right and i'm
0: allowing her to make her own mistakes right because she's got to go through her own process mm.
1: you know so uh I
0: you know, know what's interesting too is like you know you said you didn't grow up with a father i mean I grew up with a father in my house, but I didn't have a father to really teach me how to mm. be a man, you know? Okay. My dad was always working, you know? And that's why uh, you know I had a big push on wanting to get as much education as possible. Right. Just enough that I could work one job and not have to work several, you know, like my parents did, and uh, they, they just weren't homeless no, enough, right. you know? So I felt like I had to, you know, kind of find people within my community to kind of model what being a father was like. And you look, it's funny, you look at these TV shows, Growing up as a teenager, all the men in the shows were stupid. Mm. They're all all bumbling idiots. Al Bundy, Al Bundy is prime (laughs) example. Like that was like what a father was supposed to be, you know, Uh, just like a silly idiot. So now I'm in this space where I I didn't have a father to teach me how to do all this stuff and I'm learning. So part of that, uh, part of this project has to do with that too. You know, I see that um, I wish I had something like this when Mm. I was 19, 20, 21, 22, just kind of like the big brother over the radio to kind of tell me not big brother as in the government but like you know an older person who had been through it who was willing to share this information and I think that's why I really do appreciate our talks Amen. you know yes. uh you know I've joked around and said uh, I wish you could adopt me you'd have a 27 year old son you know um you know because yeah. it's, it's just so key so I mean yeah. but this whole thing with um with marriage and everything is you know I read something recently about the idea of a yoke you know what a yoke when you have sure. like two animals in the field who are plowing the field you put the yoke on them and sometimes in a marriage someone can kind of grow in a different direction so maybe it's work related maybe that person ends up you know kind of uh moving up in their in their work and now their time is a little bit more uh you know work focused being uh, instead of family focused but it's all for the family or at least it should be mm-hmm. or maybe they grow apart kind of spiritually so even like uh, in the spiritual sense it's like if someone has this like huge growth spiritually all of a sudden, and that other person gets left behind, it's like that person becomes like a, a giraffe and the yoke is on a, a bull, Yes. right? And yeah. that yoke is gonna rub against both of them the wrong way. Yeah. So it's tough in, in marriage because your, your growth is not always kind of to, side by side will, all absolutely the time. Not. Absolutely So not. I was having a discussion absolutely with someone not. about this today, and it's like, uh, I've, I've run uh, marathons in the past too, Full marathons in the past, Mm -hmm. so I I kind of uh, imagine marriage like running together, right? right? But there's a four-hour time cap for a decent time. So if I'm speeding up, and I see that if we don't speed up a little bit more, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make this time cap. I might, I might try to hurry my wife a little bit, but that's not going to be okay. That's not going to be okay. So I might have to slow down, and maybe this time cap isn't really a time cap that's real. Maybe. There's no rush. Maybe the most important thing is that I love my wife and I, and uh, on, and allow her to grow. On, you know, you
1: know, I, I gotta say something. You just said something. I want you to see what you see, see what you said. That uh, your wife, your wife is a uh, is a stay at home mom.
0: Now, yeah, but right? she's actually uh, an LCSW. The only reason she's staying home now is because she, we were gonna pay a babysitter to stay with the children more than she was gonna make as a social worker. Right, right. This right, the right. the way this uh, at least New Jersey. I, I right. would say this country, but at least New Jersey. Right you to have a decent life you have to have two working parents you know so yeah I talked about how I wanted to go for more education because I I didn't want to work two jobs but now I do have two jobs you know and so I mean I'm working maybe a total 48 hours a week which is not terrible but uh, yeah that's a strain on my family now I can't give my wife the time that she needs to kind of settle down because she's really working (laughs) 24 7 right right
1: I I just think I brought that up because I just thought it was very interesting that you said. So yeah, you you know you run these marathons and you run these races, and you said you and your wife are running together, and you're like, come on, babe, come on, babe, because you want to speed up. But you and me, guys like you and me, we don't think that. Hmm. So what's what's the hurry? Mm. And how come we gotta finish the race at our time? Right. How come? And you but you caught on. You said. Maybe it's more important that I slow down mm. and give her the love that she needs so we can finish this race when she's ready to finish it. Mm. But see, that's the that's the man part. Mm. That's the, pa- the part that we don't teach. Mm. That's the part of being a man that maybe it doesn't have to be on my time. Mm. Maybe it's more important that we're in the race together. Mm. That's right. That's right. Then when we finish it just that we're in it together. Right. But you caught on to that, that the, you had to take a step back and maybe go back a little bit and slow down. I had, maybe sometimes I need to slow my role. Mm, you mm. know what I mean? Because I had to learn, and it's so interesting, that uh, you know, that um, because my dad wasn't in my house, being a man meant that I had to be the leader, I had to be the strong one. Sometimes, now and again, I realize, man, I can let my my wife be the strong one. Mm. I can fall back and let her, she can run it a little bit. Right, right. It's the love, the communication, and the respect. Somebody, I heard somebody say about marriage the other day, and this was really important to me, is that women, and I don't know, and again, I'm, I'm just kind of repeating, and I'm not taking credit for this, that women need a lot more love and men seem to need a lot more respect, mm. and and when we when we understand that about women and women understand us about men, man, things sure seem to kind of mm. come together a lot more, man. And yeah. so I've had to change some things about uh, me and, uh, and my pride, and my ego as a man, and yeah. um, and, and and just to kind of go back and bring that in about David. Listen, David was kind of a meek dude, a meek young man but there was something in him, he knew he was solid in his spot. Mm. It wasn't about his, that super strength and all that, and he knew he had to get those, those but people were laughing him, the giant was laughing at him, taunting him, but he was solid in his spot, and his men, especially men of God, we have to be solid in our spot, mm. strong in mm. our spot. And, and, and we know, listen, David picked up those five rocks, he was ready, but he also knew that no weapon formed against them was going to prosper. Oh, that's
0: right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, listen. Ooh. You know, I, I think something that's been uh, kind of a theme lately for me is like, the battle is not mine. Ooh. It's not mine. You know, if we just Ooh. if we just step back, like, well, look at this, man. Like, you can have an out-of-batter experience just thinking about it. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? Right. Why? Why do you look like the way you look? Why do I look... Who put us here? Why are we here? Where are we going? What happens when we die? Like, yeah. if we just like step out of like this uh, this matrix for a second, it's scary, you know. Right. But right. we don't do that. We all kind of uh, kind of pretend like none of none of this is weird, right. you know. We live right. and die for what? Yeah. You know, I didn't create this. Right. You didn't. Cre- as far as I know, you didn't right. create this. Right. Whatever happens in life is it's not my battle, you know. There is something else happening somehow and i can only do my part like yes. you said keep my side of the street clean and i know when i try to live as if i'm the most important thing in my life everything goes wrong right everything goes wrong so that for me like that second giant after after goliath that needs to get struck in the head mm. is, is my own pride yes. think you know putting myself on a throne and thinking that i need to live i need to live a certain way to please a certain amount of people to to be loved and liked and and to have my way in life and, and so so so
1: let me ask you this what were those four stones for?
0: Oh, so the four stones were for Goliath's four sons, mm-hmm. who were also giants or thought to be giants as well. So just in case those giants came after Goliath, he still had four more ready to go. The relatives of Goliath would want payback, right? I mean, that's just how it is. Right. Uh, and so it's interesting for me personally, when, I, when I've overcome something big, it's really easy for me to have the temptation, like, I got this now. You know nothing else is coming my way, but no, there are four more giants who I have not seen or heard of just yet. But they're they're coming after me. They're coming. They're that's, gonna they're, they're see, gonna find me in the street. That's it, man. That's mm. it. The,
1: those other four zones. This is just for me. Well, for the for the things that that are coming at us now. Mm. You said it. Uh, hey, man. You and I had a great conversation prior to this temptation. Mm. A big giant. Mm. We're gonna have to use one of those stones for that temptation, giant.
0: That's right.
1: What about the fact that we wanna be men and we wanna lead our families, man, but our wives ain't listening. They they ain't hearing what Mm. we trying to say. Mm. That pride, that mm. pride giant wants to jump up and fight me every now and again. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My ego giant wants to fight me. You know what I mean? Mm. I've got some giants in my life that are constantly coming mm. at me. That you know, I know that my four stones. I'm gonna use every one of them. That's right. That's and I'm right. still looking for That's some right. more. That's right. Because I got some giants. <laughs> in my life. And, That's and, right. And, and and the key thing is, I'm so glad you brought it up. It's not even the four giants, but am I willing to fight the giants?
0: Mm.
1: Are you willing to fight them? Mm. Because Because David had to risk some things. Mm. He had to walk through the ridicule. Mm. He had to walk through people, not the non-belief in him. Mm. Sometimes I don't have to listen to the naysayers. Mm. I got people who don't believe in me. Mm. Sometimes
0: it feels like my own wife don't believe in me. Mm. That hurts, man. That hurts. What about when it's happening in your own house? That's right. right. What do you do?
1: What do you do then? Yeah. And you still got to fight.
0: Yeah. And especially if, if your spouse is put in your life, you would think by someone from above. Right. Yes. So now you got a question. Uh, should I really go this way if my spouse doesn't think that, you know, but there are plenty of people, plenty of men in history who have done the thing that they knew in their heart to do. And maybe their wife, didn't see it in the beginning, but they saw it later on. I mean, I've seen this in my life, you know, just really tangible things. Yes. You know, we lived in a condo. My wife was pregnant. I said uh, she came home from work one day. I had the day off. And I told her out of the blue, um, I was looking on, uh, online for houses. Uh, I, I just like booked us some, uh, some viewing. She's like, well, why are we gonna buy a house? Well, we didn't talk about this. I'm like, What's there to talk about? I'm talking about it right now, right. you know? And uh, that happened actually every time we moved, even in our last house to the current one we're living in. There was just this shock that I would think about the future. Dare,
1: that you would dare. Yeah,
0: oh, e- even um, when I told her I wanted to do an Ironman triathlon, that's a, a 2.4 swim. Uh, 112 mile bike ride and a 26 a full marathon at the end when I told her I wanted to do this she thought I was insane like, why would you do that that's crazy I don't think you can really do that uh, I mean I didn't train for this as much as I should have I was in my grad work and we have we were pregnant at the time and I was uh, finishing my my last semester in school mm-hmm. so I really trained for like a month and a half I got through everything but the last 13 miles that's pretty decent for me you know but so to have that doubt and but the thing is Sometimes it's going to have to come down to you showing them and giving them faith, right? Uh, one of the things that I've heard before said is that doubt <laughs> is an invitation to faith, you know? And so uh, it's okay if they doubt, you know? And I'm still going to do my thing, even putting this together. Amen. When I had talked, you're, you're one of the maybe 12, 13 people who I've spoken to about this. And it was interesting that the doubt I felt I heard in other people's voices. Oh, what are you doing? You sound really hype over this. Well, what's going on with you? Yeah, I'm excited because a vision was put on me, you that's know, right, bro. and, uh, but that's it was right. different. I think that's why you're here. That's why you're the first person I'm meeting that's right, with, but you know, cause know, I felt something. Come on, man. Yeah. You, you know,
1: you said the doubt was put on you. I want you, if you look at the word doubt in the word doubt, you'll find the word bout
0: mm. in,
1: in the word doubt. You'll find the word bout meaning that anything is going to be a fight. Mm. Anything worth having, there's gonna be a bout. Mm. There's gonna be a battle. Mm. That's all right, man. You step into it. Listen, fear and faith can't stay in the same place, man. That's true. Sometimes you just got to step out in the water, in spite of what people are mm. saying, man. Mm. Um, when I explained to my wife the other day, and, and it and this is just me speaking. Yeah. For for any women listening, I said, babe, you know, uh, I was putting you in your life for a reason. Mm. To, you know, um, I, somewhere in the Bible it talks about husband being a teacher Mm. to show you some things that maybe you don't understand. Mm. So there's times in our lives when our teacher will give us something or teach us something that we don't understand. Mm. And through that lack of understanding, we still have to believe in them. That's Mm. where faith comes Mm. in. Mm. When I don't believe, I still got to hold on. Yeah, Right? Right. And I told my wife, sometimes you just got to believe in me. Mm. And when your answer doesn't match up with my answer. You got to believe that my husband has got me and my family in mind in mind, and yeah. going in the right place. Right. So, but I just need you to hold on and show mm. that you have faith in me. But it doesn't always work that no, way. No,
0: no. But you know what's funny? What do we do when they don't believe in us? Whoa! You know, what, 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 what do we do when they don't believe what we're saying is true? What do we do when... They can't trust what we're saying because they haven't heard it firsthand from above. You know what? When you were saying that, when you were saying, I just need you to believe in me. You know what I heard? I heard God saying the same thing to me. Wow. Why don't you believe in me? I told you this is the right way to go. Stop, man. Why Why, why would you question that? Why would you question that? Uh, I need a confirmation. I need a sign. I need I need to feel good about this decision. I, but, I didn't feel good before hitting play. I told you that, you know, I didn't feel good yesterday when I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna meet tomorrow. But what you said to me was huge. You know, we're not always gonna uh, yeah. feel, we're not always gonna feel like we wanna do the thing. And, and this applies to so much in life. And that's why, you know, to tie this around in terms of like other areas of our life, no one feels like waking up at six o'clock to go to the gym. No one feels like eating a salad. I don't care what anybody says. No one likes kale. No one feels like eating kale. And if they're saying that, it's because they brainwashed themselves to believe so because they know it's that important that they need to eat this vegetable or, or this type of food to feel better. Wow. You know, uh, no one wants to do all these things, but the benefit becomes, uh, it comes from the, the discipline. You know, I think what's really wrong in our culture today is discipline is seemed as, as, as a negative thing. It's like this thing. Uh, you're withholding something good from yourself. You should be able to experience whatever pleasures you want when you want, because this is this is the time that we live in, and everything is at our grasp. Why would you? Why why would you hold back on feeling pleasure? Well, not every pleasure is going to be good, and it's not going to feel pleasurable later. You know, uh, it could be really pleasurable for me to like, you know, not say I'm sorry to my wife when I did something that was probably hurtful to her it would be really pleasurable for me to never lay down my pride I can think of a lot more examples but you know this is a podcast I don't I I want people to listen not think I'm a total jerk right
1: right? well you mentioned the word discipline (laughs) I'm going to mention I'm going to go and I'm going to talk about something you and I talked about obedience Mm. and obedience doesn't mean obedience even to ourselves um And I mentioned to you that right in the middle of the word obedience
0: is the word die. Right. Yes. I wrote that down in my journal actually that day. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Sometimes we have to die to our flesh. So the discipline comes in when I say, I say, I wake up and God tells me to do something or I say, I'm going to get this done. It's discipline, but it's the obedience that says, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get that done. Hmm. I'm gonna get that done. I'm gonna do this for my wife, and in spite of what she may think, I'm gonna do this. Because mm. this is what I think is going to be right. Listen, it don't mean that I'm always right.
0: Right, right.
1: But I've gotta do. See, I, I think that, man, you know, we get so caught up in, um, you know what life is about? <laughs> this is crazy. When I was out there living in living in the streets, man, and doing my thing, and that's all. that's a topic for another podcast, but I didn't have options and choices. Mm. Our life today sounds about options and choices. Mm. And as long as we do, we got up today, man, and you say you said I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and I'm doing it and I'm spiritually grounded, mm. and I and I'm walking in my options and choices, and I've got my wife in mind, and I'm spiritually based, and I'm walking with Jesus, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me. There ain't no such thing as a bad decision.
0: Mm. It's just another decision, right? Right, man, right. I didn't make any bad decisions. Right. I made a decision, right? And you have to make a decision. You got to move. That's all you life can't stand is still. about. That's it. That's it. Just making the next decision,
1: walking where I'm supposed to walk, doing what I'm supposed to do for me, my wife, and my family, and just living in obedience and discipline. Mm. And when you do that, man, at the end of the day, you can look back and go, "Yo, well, you know, life ain't so bad, man." Yeah. Listen. David, it didn't, it could not have felt good to be walking toward that giant. No, it didn't feel good, but he had confidence, Mm. he was being obedient, he was being this, he had discipline. He said, This is what I'm supposed to do, right? And as and as 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 he got closer to the giant. The God that we serve started providing him with the tools, the stones. He didn't have to go look for them. They were there. Mm. Everything he needed to fight his next battle was starting to appear. Mm. Songs boom. Which tells me that everything I need, no matter what my battle is, no matter what my giant is, no matter, no matter what the giant is that I got, my pride, my ego, whatever it is, that God is going to provide me with the weapon to fight that giant. Mm. That's just what I believe. That's just me.
0: You know, there's been a, a theme for me the past—I uh, think just this whole year so far—is this uh, this word alignment, mm. you know? And uh, yes. and I, I, and that, that could sound a little bit new agey, and that's not the intention. What I mean is, it's, it's not this natural religion thing either, right? You do everything that God says, and you're going to feel good, and you're going to do good. That's not necessarily going to happen, right? Because I mean, there are plenty of people who did good things but didn't feel good while they were doing them, right. you know. But I think in this story with David, I'm, I I totally hear what you're saying in terms of him walking towards the giant. Not feeling 100% confident about it. Because I've been there, you know, walking into a meeting where I know it's going to be rough. You know, even like I had a contractor that was at my house of the day and um, wanted me to pay him before the work was done. And I felt it in my spirit, like, oh, oh it's going to be awkward, you know, but I, my voice shook telling him, no, I feel more comfortable paying when the work's actually done. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Absolutely. And, and even that was difficult for me because I just want to be a people pleaser. But then this obedience, there's a reward for the obedience. Come on. I didn't feel ashamed of myself later, you know. Yes. I would have been pissed off at myself. Oh, you idiot! You should have yes. told him how you really felt, yes. you know. Or, or uh, you know, or my wife. Oh, you sh- you should have done you should have done this differently, you know. And and to go back to my wife, and said, you know what? Uh, I, I realized I didn't handle this situation very well. Please right. forgive me. I'm still a work in progress, right. and that's really what it's about, you know. That's this right. work in progress. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, the, uh, David didn't just the, defeat Goliath and then have a happy-go-lucky life. Right. If you read later on, he kind of messed up big time, which yes. we won't go into that today. But right. I mean, the point is the giants were still chasing him, but maybe Ooh. the giants weren't actually the, the, the sons of uh, Goliath, but the giants were in his own heart, you know? Hey, wow, Yeah, that's it. and, and that's so, it. And, that's and I see it. that this is this is the case for me. Uh, yes. And uh, and it's about really just letting go. It's funny, like the more you fight, the more it's gonna be a problem. It's, Amen. you gotta, some things you just have to lay down, you know, and, and, and again, these, these giants of pride, ego, and sometimes just my past could come in back to haunt me. You yes,
1: know? man. Yeah. Uh, temptation. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, uh, the giant of, hey, I got a big one for you. What mm. about the giant of change? Mm. I want to fight that thing, man. I don't want to change. I don't right. want that, man. Right. You know, I don't want to change. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I want to stay stuck. Mm. It feels more comfortable staying in this stuff even though I know I need to move on. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff, mm. man. Um, so... Uh, you know, uh, David with his stones, me with my stones. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna use them wisely, but I know I got some giants that I need to kill. But I, I but I'm so thankful, man. Mm. I, I just want to, you know, um, I don't know, gratitude, man. Mm. Gratitude, gratitude to be doing this podcast. Mm. Gratitude to be talking about um, David Goli- um, Goliath. Gratitude to be here with you. Um, so much about this man is about just being thankful, man. Uh, about everything that that we have the opportunity to do, man. Yeah. Is, it's all good. It's you all
0: know, good. This for me, uh, this is this project is for gratitude. I'm at a point in my life where I have everything that I've ever wanted. Come on, man. I've, I've, there's nothing else. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> the only, the, honestly, the only thing I don't have is my hairline. That, that, <laughs> if I if I can have that, like. <laughs> You know, be amazing. But uh, it's funny. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know, my parents. You know, I guess you know, immigrant parents. The the main focus was just do good in school. Uh, and then because I'm half Filipino, when I got to college, mom tells me to be a nurse. So really, the only thing I ever wanted was the wife and the kids and the house. And uh, and for some reason, I always wanted a house with a second with a second floor because we didn't grow up with a second floor. So that was just like in my mind. I gotta have a house with a second floor. Um, and so I have the, the most beautiful kids. I have the most beautiful wife. It, does it mean that everything's perfect? No, but I would not change her for the world, nothing. There's nobody else. You know, she, she, she kind of jokes around me saying, oh, you, you would get married if something happened to me. I'm like, honestly, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I can't replace you. Like, and yeah, there, there are challenges, but like, you're the perfect challenge for me, mm. you know? There's no one else that could be better. You know, I, I'm, I'm really in a state of peace, you know, Amen. for most of, most of my time, Amen. Amen. you know? Um, so, you know, I got into this space where, all right, I got, the, I got the full-time job, I got the 401k that's growing ever so slowly, you know? I, I have uh, my health, I got some kids, uh, they're beautiful. Like, what else, am I supposed to just coast now and, until retirement, and I was like, I can't see myself not doing anything else. How can I give back? How can I, how can I show my gratitude? Right. So uh, one of one of my favorite uh, uh, set of words is uh, faith without works is dead. You That's know. Right. So That's if I'm right. going to have this uh, this like That's spirit right. in me, like right. what am I doing with it? That's you know. Right. I, I don't feel called to knock on doors and, and, and tell people you know anything. Uh, I, I don't feel like I don't feel it within me to protest anything right now. Uh, if I saw an injustice in front of me. That'd be a different story, you know, right, but like, right. what can I do? And I, and I feel like this generation needs right. voices. That's why I'm, right. I'm have someone like you, Paul, to kind right. of encourage the next generation. Amen. Cause you've encouraged me ever since we've met. And Amen. like I said, if, uh, if if, 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 I can have you adopt me, I would sign the papers right now. Amen. Um, but I really want to tell you how much I appreciate you for your time, not just today, but you know, uh, any con- uh, any conversations we have we've had prior to this, right. uh, I think really, uh, our conversations is what sparked the idea to this. Amen. I think I, initially I, I, I was gonna. Yeah.
1: Amen. No, no. You said something, and, and I know that we're getting toward the end, but I just want to say, you know, um, you said you weren't, you didn't feel a call to knock on doors, mm. and I just want to say, you know, one of my biggest struggles being a pastor is, uh, I don't know if I'm, I struggle. I'm not a pastor for the pulpit. Mm. I'm not a pulpit pastor. Mm. Uh, I, you know, um, I got a I got a bachelor's degree in business, a master's degree in marketing, and uh, I got I got like a PhD from the streets, man. Mm. Uh, PhD, Paul Hart degree. Oh. You know, <laughs> I like um, that. I like that. Yeah, and um, I like being. I like going around talking. I'm an outreach guy. Mm. I like going in and speaking in um, prison. Salvation armies. That's where I'm very comfortable talking to people one on one. So sometimes, like you said, you know, you, you're not called to knock on doors. I think sometimes God, you know, I'm anointed and appointed as a man of God like yourself, but I don't have the same. Um, um, I don't have that same thing that everybody else has. And sometimes I struggle with that. Mm. Sometimes I wonder, like, how come I can't preach like that? How come I don't speak like that? Yeah, how come I don't have yeah, that yeah. theology thing like that? Right. And then God sometimes will touch me and say, slow down, man. Right. That's why I have a variety of people. That's why right. this is called the body of Christ. Right. Because right, cause right. we're all called to operate and do something different. Yeah. So, uh, I'm so glad that you gave me this opportunity, to even t- to verbalize that. Mm. I need, I need to hear me say that that it's okay not to be able to preach like somebody else. That I'm not going to be the next TDJ. Mm, that I'm mm. not going to be the next Creflo. But it's okay just to be Paul Hart.
0: Absolutely, not just Paul Hart, but <laughs> Paul Hart, <laughs> Paul Hart. Dude, you, you've inspired me. You've really helped me. You have no idea, man. Especially in this time. There are not a lot of men out there I can talk to on a spiritual level, you know. Um, and it's just really comforting to not have to do it all the time within a church setting, right. you know. Because, uh, yeah, my wife and I go to church, and I hate going to church. But I know I need to go. I know <laughs> I, I, it's, you know, it's interesting because now that's kind of turning around. Like now, I'm starting to see the benefits. But after like seven years of really being active in it, and it's funny, I found, um, you know, I was a big CrossFit guy uh, mm-hmm. up until up until recently. I still do it, but now I'm not going to the gym. I set up at home. We're in the gym right now that I work out, and, right? Um, but uh, the big focus was community. I realized once the gyms closed because of COVID-19 that I don't know if I liked working out so much. I think it was the community, and that and working out was just the group activity. So mm-hmm. it was just me having this social time with good people. I mean, p- people that go to a CrossFit gym, generally speaking, want to better their life, better their health, you know, and and are are generally living right more than the general population, you know. I, Hypothetically speaking, you know, I'm not saying that's true across the board, but I've met a lot of good people. Some of my best friends are are through uh, CrossFit affiliation, you know, maybe not even my gym, but maybe from a competition, you know, or whatever. And uh, to be able to have community, you know, outside of church, outside of the gym, you know, even outside of work, you know, like this, this is just a beautiful thing. And I think, you know, uh, again, one of my favorite. Uh, lines is iron sharpens iron right that's right just like iron sharpens iron, another man sharpens another that's right so i think uh we need to have more conversations like this not just between you and i but hopefully people who listen to this uh other men other women you know they take something away from this and then they're able to kind of uh encourage somebody else in whatever battle they're facing right because i'm I'm sure um like like yourself i'm sure david said uh you know why, why am I not as strong as my brothers or as tall? Right. Know, why am I? Why am I just out here? You know, I'm, I'm sure he was uh, kind of hardened himself. But look at how high up he was exalted. Right. You know, he ended up being the king. Yeah, and he it's not because him. he wanted to be. That's it's right. not because he wanted to be. It was because he was he was thrust into it. Right. Just like you and I were thrust into this That's right. podcast. That's right. I think part of it part of you and I uh, is this going to happen? I don't know. But we're here. I mean, we have this. Whole setup.
1: That's right. And I'm not a professional. Right. Anything. You know. <laughs> right. So.
0: Uh, right. Yeah, man. I I, I want to encourage you in your own ministry because your ministry. We all have a ministry. Yes, sir. You know. And uh and in this way, I think this is a part of my ministry right now. Beautiful. You know. Beautiful. And so you have and and your ministry and my ministry are doing a collaboration. That's right. Brother. Right. You don't That's need right. to be the next T D Jakes. Right. And you it's need.
1: so important for men. It's so important for men um to come together and have these conversations. Mm. Uh, you know it's funny sometimes you and me will just pick up a, a topic and just go like, yeah. like, like right now like a freestyle we're just battle we yeah. just, just spitting yeah. right now <laughs> right, that hot fire and it's so important yeah, yeah. you don't walk you don't understand how important it is to walk away with something from this the other thing man I'm just gonna lay it out This, we ain't talking about foolishness today mm. we ain't talking about the fine girl around the corner the, you mm. know the short we're talking about something that matters mm. and, and even if we don't get to the goal Mm. we get something from this. Mm. See, like, I, 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 you know, when I, when I when I sit down tonight and I think about what we conversated about, I'm going to listen to what you said and we talked about. I, I had a conversation about my wife, about my goals, about my dreams. Mm. And not any foolishness, man. And that's just a wonderful thing about it, man. Like other people coming into your life to enhance your life. Mm you talked about man I want to have a network of people a team of people around me man that that bring other things to my life when I leave you Sal when you leave me I want to be able to say man you know I don't know what it is about that dude Sal but mm. he brings something different to my life I feel good mm. when I walk away with have mm. these types of conversations mm. I don't feel I feel like the, I feel blessed mm. and I want people in my life who bless me um, I spent a lot of time with people man. We didn't want what was best for me, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sal? Absolutely. I want people in my life where I feel like, listen, man, character is what you do for people who can't help you. Mm. I just wanna give people anything I got. I don't got a lot, Sal. Mm. I don't have no material things. Mm. So when we sit down and we kick it like this, Pastor Paul, this is all I got for you, hey, brother.
0: Okay. All you got? Is more than enough. Amen. More than enough, man. And, and what I, what I like, uh, what you about what you said is it reminds me, the kind of person I am. I anyone around me, I just want them to win. That's right. I wow. just I, I just want people to win. I like, like that. that. I like that's, that. That's that's the bottom line. I like, like that. I like and that. I don't I don't need you to win for me. <laughs> like but that. if I see something in you step back. Cause I'm going to encourage you like and it that. might even hurt a little like bit. That. You know, oh I got, God. I got my one friend, uh, <laughs> I got my one friend, Matt, I think he must be sick of me trying to soup him up for <laughs> oh, something. Oh, oh man, you're an amazing cook. You should be, you should have your own meal prep company. Oh man, you want to get into these little houses. You should start, you know, accumulating stuff. Yo, I'll buy your fresh little house. I think I just might be <laughs> like almost annoying to something, <laughs> well, but like, if you're in my circle, I'm sorry, I'm going to love y'all. I'm going to love on you. I'm gonna, I want you to win and whatever it is, you know, um, because uh, you know, I'm really big on like, do unto others, right? As you would want them to do on you. So like if someone is around my sphere and I feel like they don't want me to win, even if I have a hint of that, maybe it's a word that's kind of like a little off and it's hitting my spirit a different way, maybe it's time for that person to kind of, maybe it's kind of for me to step back from that person right. and wish them well, you know? Right. Um, because life is too hard and too short to too be hard. around anyone that's not going to be a, uh, a good spirit in your life, man. man. So. I want. I, I know. I want to say one last thing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. One last thing. No, please, drop the, it. The word evolve. Mm. You said something really big, but this whole thing is about growth. Mm. Evolving into somebody different, being somebody better, but evolve starts with E V O L. If you turn that around, that's love. Wow. Everything we do, man, is about love. And when you love people, man, and you 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 allow them to love on you, mm. that word evolve, mm. you evolve, you grow, you mature into something big. Mm. Love is what all that God talks about. Mm. This is a love thing right here. This is a Absolutely. love fest we got Absolutely. going on. Absolutely, 100%. You understand? So, so, so when God is in the mix, because God is love, mm. everything around it is growing, everything around it is nurturing. So all we're doing today is planting seeds. That's it. That's it. Planting seeds, loving on people, man. Just letting you know that we love you, man. Yeah. I love you, brother. I love you too, We man. do this. you, Yo, what's funny is I met you at work. I met you at the job. We started talking, and the spirit was there, man.
0: Every time. That's Every it. time. That's it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I really do love you, my brother. Amen. Thank you so much All for right, your time, brother. and uh, right. this has been a joy. Yes. All right, so I'll have you back at some point in time. Okay. And uh, thank you for everything.
1: Wonderful time, man. Wonderful time. You know I love you. It has been a joy. And the reason why it's been a joy, J-O-Y. The reason why it's been a joy is J-O-Y. Because I've learned how to serve Jesus, Mm. J-O-others, then Y-yourself. Jesus, others, yourself. Mm. When you put it in that order, J-O-Y, the joy of the Lord is all you got, man. That's that PhD. That's that PhD. Poor hard degree, baby. <laughs> Good job, man. God bless y'all. All right, man.
0: Thank you. All right, brother. Up until this point in our lives, we've done the best we could with what we've known. Hopefully today we've come to learn something new so we can be better to give better. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Upstream. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the.upstreampodcast and join us every other Tuesday for fresh content. Until then, just keep swimming, friends.